The Hawks have got some big expectations for the upcoming season. You know, be better than last year uh, and win and, you know, be a top four seed and, you know, uh, being a playing team is not an option. Welcome to the Hawks Report, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Lauren Williams, the Hawks beat reporter here at the AJC, and Monday was media day. It was an overwhelming day from my perspective. <laughs> um, you know, there's just a lot going on. We talked to all the players that are heading into training camp, and if you've been keeping count, that's now about 20 players when you factor in the Exhibit 10 contract players that the team uh, signed last week. So. There there was just a lot of talking, and we'll get into that in today's show. Um, We'll break down what Landry Field said this afternoon, what Quinn Snyder said about, you know, the system he's trying to implement. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today was a pretty big day for the Hawks. Monday marked media day, which is now the unofficial start to the season. Um, the Hawks kick off their first official practice on Tuesday to open up training camp. And so I think it's safe to say that the season has some you know, pretty lofty expectations in the sense that they want to be better than what they were last season, which was a consistently inconsistent team. And I think the big theme that I took away from, you know, listening to all of these guys is just that they, one, want to build good habits that will lead to consistency. And that started all the way from general manager Landry Fields, who who kind of led off the speaking in today's media day. And, you know, he, of course, wanted to reflect on all of the changes that they made last season that kind of lent itself to an unstable situation that in in a lot of ways was reflected in the team's performance on the court. Um, of course, they brought in Quinn Snyder with just 20 games left in the regular season. And, and now, Quinn has a full offseason at his disposal to try and start implementing um, that new system that he didn't have the luxury of introducing or or starting to put in place last season. But here we are. I got a chance to go to the practice facility a couple of days ago and and talk to Quinn before all of this stuff happened. Um, and when I say stuff, I mean media day. 
And you could kind of see the changes and the little touches that he's starting to put on this team in the facility. And he's starting to, you know, build the culture that, you know, this team hopes will be a winning culture. So Landry Fields got a chance to kind of discuss some of those changes. But I think the the first big change that he kind of went into a little bit are, you know, who he expects to to fill the role that John Collins, you know, left when they traded him to the Utah Jazz in in July. And there there are a lot of players that you could point to who who could fill that role. Um, you know, obviously there's Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bey. They have some flexibility of maybe moving Bogdan Bogdanovich to the small forward role and then moving uh, DeAndre Hunter to a power forward role. Or you have Sadiq Bey as a small forward, DeAndre Hunter as the power forward. There are a lot of unique combinations that, you know, they might experiment with and, and see how that works. But here's who Landry Fields believes will potentially or could potentially fill the void that Collins left. It's uh, it's it's a collective right now. Um, John did have a tremendous voice and he did speak a lot, um, but I wouldn't discount any of our own guys. You know, you're starting to see more and more out of Trey in this system and his ability to really grasp it and share that with guys and really lead from like a QB standpoint of, uh, of what he's doing on the court. DeJounte, I mean, another guy that does a lot of work behind the scenes, seeing things that we don't know about and on it, frankly, it's like, it's good that we don't know. Like that's the ownership and accountability that we've always wanted with players and what you always see in really good teams. So for him to do that, so as Trey to continue to take his progression and moving forward, as Lauren spoke about earlier with Patty and with Wes, like those, those guys are, are all going to have a collective effort here. Yeah. So the, the big thing that they were missing last season was that they just didn't really have anyone amongst the players that, you know, was keeping everyone accountable. And and he mentions guys like DeJounte Murray and, and Trey Young, and they were keeping guys accountable in their own ways. And a lot of the the younger guys on the team would point to DeJounte as kind of the big brother who who would push them. But John Collins was a huge voice in the locker room, and you, you can't take that away from him. And, and so right now, uh, the big thing is that they, they want everybody to step into leadership roles obviously they're gonna have to do some delegating here and there because you can't have a team of 15 leaders but yeah I think there's there's a big gap to fill and it'll be interesting to see who will kind of have that loud voice in the locker room um, now that 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 voice is gone I think the other thing that really stood out to me is the idea of selflessness and both Landry Fields and Quinn Snyder talked about that being a big part of the culture that they're trying to to develop in Atlanta and and with the Hawks and and what it means to be a Hawk and you know Landry Fields gave quite a few examples as far as how he sees Quinn kind of changing the culture and how it's kind of reinvigorated a lot of these these players as far as you know they really want to go out there and win and and that's kind of pushed those expectations up. But here's Landry Fields talking about how Quinn has been changing the culture already. Everything from just the aesthetics 
of what the environment looks like. That all goes into culture. What are you experiencing when you walk in the door? How are you moving about? What are some things that, that change um, along the way for our guys to have that promote you know, the vision going forward? And some of those are nuanced, which I don't need to get into the details, but they do impact our group positively. And when you bring in a coach like Quinn, you know, like there's so much gold there that you do want to pull out and you do want to uh, have a connection with and a partnership with. So us communicating with them are like, well, how is it that you want certain players to go here or go there? Or what is our messaging going to be? And just watching him communicate with everyone on the team um, is truly special. It's not just the X's and O's on the court that we all know and love. His ability to connect with all of our players in a way that meets them where they're at and like speaks their own specific language um, is crucial. Landry touched on some of the aesthetic things. Um, and I mentioned Quinn kind of trying to put his stamp on on this team. And, and I mentioned going up to the practice facility before all of this has happened. And one of the big things was that Quinn has created an environment that lends itself to comfort in terms of teaching. There are tons of these black leather armchairs that kind of line the perimeter of the court. And it's now a space where if a coach needs to, to pull a player off to the side to have a discussion about something, you know, they have a, a comfortable place to sit. You know, they, it's not about crouching on the ground or, or standing up, which in, in the grand scheme of things, is it's not that big of a deal. But when you're when you're thinking about teaching and you tend to learn in environments where you're the most comfortable. Uh, the other thing is that there are a ton of dry erase boards or whiteboards, whatever you guys want to call it, that are on the walls around the court. Those weren't there last season. There are a lot more video monitors uh, on the walls around the courts. Again, those weren't there last season. Um, they had the NOAA shooting system, which was this, you know, real-time tracker that kind of look at things like shot metrics, shot arc, um, you know, that just provides data in real time. And even though they had those last season, they added more video cameras so that they're are more angles to kind of dissect things like shooting. And so again, Landry talks about this atmosphere of communication and, and there are just so many tools in place now that this team has to, to make that a possibility. But I think the big thing is that, again, it's it's reinvigorated these guys and, and that spark of really wanting to be a winning team has been reignited. And, you know, I think with... Landry and the players obviously being excited about these changes, you know, Quinn is also excited about the changes that he he's bringing um, to this team. And, you know, here is what he has to say as far as what he can build this team into being. Our guys continuing to improve. We had a lot of guys that worked and we need to keep working. You know, the season is about uh, about hard work. And I would like for that to be characteristic of our, our, our system. Um, I think, you know, us being a selfless team is, is huge. And, you know, you can point to that in so many different areas, whether it's taking a charge, making the extra pass, running back on defense, you know, celebrating your teammates' successes, um, all those different things, you know, demonstrate 
and unselfish mindset. And I would like for our team, I, I would like for that to be something that's obvious when you watch us play. You know, with that, my job to try to create um, systems, style of play that facilitates those things. You know, I've mentioned spacing a lot last year and spacing allows you to move the ball. Um, you know, it allows you to attack. And even though it sounds, if you think of it, it's, it's subtle, but by being, if you're spaced properly, you know, sometimes that can be as simple as like, you're not in someone's way when they get to go lay the ball in. <laughs> and so that's, it, again, you're doing something for someone else. And I think that's a big thing that last season, this team needed to kind of figure out is how to make, you know, those sacrifices at the right time and, you know, playing for one another. Um, you know, Landry talked a little bit about this team being a team that, you know, yes, it's made up of individuals, but their their understanding is that, you know, they're part of something bigger. And and so I think especially with John Collins, you know, being moved to uh the jazz, that opens up again, it opens up a, a, a way for for this group to really come together and and kind of pick up what he he left behind and and that particularly is defense and you know that's something that the team struggled with a lot last season they had i believe the ninth worst defense in in the nba and this has been a team that has struggled on the defensive end consistently over the last few seasons and and so that's one of the biggest things that, you know, Quinn Snyder mentioned wanting to improve on. And here's how he said they'll do that. You know, what we do defensively, you know, taking some of the things we saw last year, um, certain lineups have been challenged. Other lineups have been better than others. There's a little bit of a, a reset in that respect, in my mind, um, if, if we have different schemes. But, but schemes... Um, you know, there's certain things you want to take with you and learn from. There's other things you say, say to yourself, that I'm not sure that's as relevant. And for me, one of the biggest things defensively, it doesn't matter what scheme we have. It doesn't matter what the game plan is. You know, defense has to be a decision. You know, we have to make a decision. And when you make that decision, that doesn't mean you're going to just all of a sudden defense magically occurs. You know, that, that's a decision to work, you know, to value something to make it important. And at that point is when you can start to get better. So of course, um, that's going to be something again, that this team, you know, needs to do collectively. DeJounte Murray mentioned when he spoke to us that it, it's going to come down to it being all five guys being on the same page when they're on the court at the same time. And again, you know, some of the combinations that this team could potentially, you know, use as, you know, a defensive weapon is you You think DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, um, Jalen Johnson is a player that the Hawks, you know, will look to to take a big step on on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they want to see him take a big step overall. But, you know, being a guy that can defend multiple positions like we know he's capable of is what's going to be his calling card and, and potentially what earns him you know, a, a spot in the starting five or um, just more minutes in general. But 
I did have a chance to ask Quinn Snyder if during the preseason he was going to kind of try and look at maybe some unique combination, some out-of-the-box lineups. And he kind of coyly said that, you know, the box is, for them, bigger than maybe some of the other teams in the NBA. So here's what he had to say about some exciting lineups coming. Hey, Quinn, I'm curious for the preseason, how much it affords you the opportunity to maybe do some out-of-the-box lineups that the regular season may not afford you. You know, yes. And and, and th- there's, there's also kind of the in-the-box stuff that's out-of-the-box. You know, like our, our box is really, really big um, because we're trying to figure out you know, even from a, from a style of play standpoint, from a system standpoint, you know, what we can do and, and about even like what, some of the things we did in the summer league, you know, Tony Lang was looking at me going, coach, are you, what do you, what do you die? No, no, let's try this because I want to see it, you know? And then, so you learn more about your group, you know, that pushed us forward a little bit. And Tony did a great job with that because we're able to get feedback. That process will continue to occur. But part of that, like what you're suggesting, is also part of that process, you know. So if we can see some things, we can see some different combinations, we can see some different lineups. Um, I, I want whoever's on the court, I want them to play a certain way, and that's independent of combinations. Um, and th- those fundamental things that we're asking, I think, if if we can see that, then it gives us a better, you know, it gives us a chance to evaluate. And the NBA is. You know, the matchups can become so important, you know, and not that you can't be creative with how you play, um, but it is a matchup game. And if you can have multiple matchups and play different ways, that's an advantage too. Obviously, how they go about deciding those unique combinations is obviously going to depend on who they're playing and and the night and so many different factors, including rest and, and so on and so forth. But um, I think we're all looking forward to seeing some of the things that Quinn Snyder can kind of cook up uh, in the preseason. And hopefully that's a preview for what's to come in the regular season. Of course, we've got more for you guys in the show, including hearing from some of the players um, at Media Day. This is the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean Breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I wanted to take this time to thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. You guys are what make all of this possible. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. 
That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. So you always know what's really going on. Of course, Quinn Snyder and Landry Fields, they weren't the only ones that spoke at Media Day. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we got a chance to talk to all 20 players that the Hawks have on their roster heading into training camp. Of course, they're going to have to whittle that number down to 18 heading into the season, meaning that they can have 15 guaranteed contracts, as well as with the new CBA, they're allowed to carry three players on two-way deals. Um, We pretty much know who has the guaranteed contracts and, and who... Um, the Hawks have signed to two-way deals. So, you know, there are two guys who are on training camp deals and they will likely just, you know, be waived and the Hawks will be able to have their G League rights and sign them to their G League team, the College Park Skyhawks. It was kind of nice seeing all of the players back, if I'm being honest. It felt like it was the first day of school again and you're, you're getting a chance to kind of catch up with all of you know, the people that you saw last year and and you're you're getting a chance to kind of hear how their summers went and um, what their goals are going into the, the new season. And I think, as we, again, mentioned at the top of the show, these guys have some pretty high expectations of, of what they're trying to accomplish this year. You know, of course, they're trying to be better than they were last year, which, you know, ended in a first round um, elimination by the Boston Celtics. Of course, the Hawks took that game, that series, excuse me, to, to six games, but they only had, you know, a few games under their belt with Quinn Snyder to kind of get a feel for things. But again, now they have a full off season. They're excited for the changes that have come and, you know, for the vision that Quinn Snyder has for this team. But you know, we got a chance to talk to Trey Young, you know, their starting guard, their star guard. And here's what his thoughts were about heading into the new season and, and how he, you know, hopes his team improves. Hey, Trey, um, as far as you were be able to kind of look back on the season since we last talked to you in April, just what did you come away from and what do you guys look to improve on? Uh, I mean, I think last year was, I mean, a, a real good test for us, a time for us to build that chemistry. Um, having a full off season was really good for us. Um, it was way too long for me, um, so I'm trying to have shorter off seasons for sure. But uh, it was it was good. It was, I think it was very helpful. We've all been back here in Atlanta for a minute now. Um, been working on a lot of things and just being around each other and building that chemistry that way is going to benefit us for real. Of course, you know one of the the big guys that he you know spent a lot of time building that chemistry with was backcourt partner DeJounte Murray and there were high expect I I keep saying that there are a lot of high expectations but when you're a team that goes to the Eastern Conference Finals people are going to expect big things out of you but a lot of people of course had questions about how a pairing with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray uh, was going to work when the Hawks acquired Murray in July to kick off free agency and so I think 
the fact that Trey Young invited DeJounte Murray to his wedding um, this offseason and, and they're spending a lot of time together. They're talking a lot, not just, you know, on the court when they do have the chance to work out, but they're keeping that communication open off the court. And I think a lot of people are very intrigued to see how this pairing is going to take the next step forward, but also how that pairing is going to affect, you know, again, the the bigger picture, how it's going to affect the rest of the team and how everybody is, is going to kind of be able to fall in line. And I, I believe it was Quinn Snyder who who called both Trey Young and DeJounte Murray the sort of head of the snake. And, and DeJounte, in one of his um, answers to a question about, you know, how this team takes the next step forward is is just him mentioning how much a lot of this stuff starts with he and Trey. And of course, there, there are going to be goals that this team has, but Trey Young said it best as far as what's the goal for this season. Uh, no, I mean, it hasn't been discussed as far as like a team. I mean, we haven't had like a full team meeting yet. I think we training camp starts tomorrow. We'll, we'll have more of that, but I think every day we've just been focused on getting better. But as a, as us players talk, like we we believe we can go as far as we want to. So um, it's all about just putting in that work every day, which we've been doing, and being disciplined, being consistent with it throughout the whole year. It's not just about doing it one or two games or three games here and then falling off a game or two. So it's about being consistent. So I think with us all being around here and us me knowing what I know our team wants to achieve this year. Uh, I, th- I feel like we're going to do those things. You know, DeJounte, again, said it just as well. Uh, the goal is to to be better than than they were the year before. And, and part of that is not being in the plan. Here's what he said. I mean, be better than last year. Uh, establish our identity, you know, from jump, which I feel like we're on the right road towards. Uh, just having, you know, the whole team here a month ago, guys in early. Uh Happy to be in uh, and just working hard, you know, building chemistry in the locker room outside of the facility and, you know, carry on to translate to the court. So, you know, be better than last year uh, and win and, you know, be a top four seed and, you know, uh, being a playing team is not option. This group is very committed to not only taking advantage of the new system that they're going to have under Quinn Snyder, but they really want to take advantage of, of the skills that they each individually possess them coming in um, to work out and, and spending a lot of time in Atlanta in the off season, working with the coaches that Quinn Snyder hired back in June. Yeah. This, this team, they really, really want to kind of scrub the idea that they're mid um, away. Uh, they ended the season last year, 41 and 41, and that's not going to get a team into the top four. And so it's it's contagious that they're all so excited and that trickles out to us, the the media members who get to listen to them talk about what their plans are for, for this. But I think one of the ways that this team is going to be successful, and, and we talked about it earlier in the show, is just having some accountability, you know, holding each other accountable, holding themselves accountable. And again, one of the things that they struggled with last season is accountability. And part of the reason for that is their team that's, that's very young. Uh, the majority of the players are under the age of 28. There are only about four players on this roster that are over the age of 
26. <laughs> um, and that being, you know, DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella. Uh, well, I guess that's five now that I think now that I counted out. But DeJounte Murray, 27. Uh, Clint Capella is on the cusp of turning 30. Bogdan Bogdanovich just turned 31 um, this summer. Patty Mills and and Wesley Matthews are both, you know, 15 plus year veterans. And so in having guys like that, um, you're not relying on guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich or Clint Capella or even DeJounte to kind of be those veterans that have those those loud voices that can really hold these players accountable. And, and a guy like Patty Mills, there's the expectation that he'll have a pretty good amount of minutes. And again, that's one of the things that they didn't have last year is that one, a veteran that has a, a loud voice that can rally people together, but a veteran that's playing a good amount of minutes. And, and that can truly make a difference just because, not to sound cliche, but you're in, in the line of duty with them. Um, and Patty Mills is incredibly happy to be here. Of course, he spent two years with the Nets, you know, over the last two seasons. He and DeJounte Murray have a history together of being on the San Antonio Spurs with each other. And, you know, Patty Mills also has the experience of winning a championship with the Spurs. And so despite how things shook out for him with the Nets, he's just he's so grateful for the opportunity to be with an organization like this and work with a guy like Quinn Snyder and learn from him. You know, there's there's a real um, goal here. Um, So to come in and, and, you know, find my way to be able to, um, you know, be a leader for for this team and and to help complement the the other leaders that are here, um, I think is is very important. So so for me, just, um, you know, being present and enjoying this um, new chapter, and can hopefully bring a, a lot of good, um, you know, positive vibes to this group that can, you know, do something special this season. Kind of reading up in Patty Mills this offseason, it seemed like the resounding consensus about him is that he is just a guy that knows how to rally everyone around him. His His positive energy is infectious and that's something that the Hawks need. They need a lot of positive energy and constructive positive energy. And I think Patty, with his years of experience, is, is a perfect guy for that. And he's coming off of playing in the FIBA World Cup for Australia. And so he, you know, he's ready to go. I think, you know, it's great that he also has another voice that he can bounce off of, another veteran voice he can bounce off of in Wesley Matthews, who, again, has been around the league, who has played with a lot of elite players and Damon Lillard when he was in Portland. Um, you know, he's played with Giannis Antetokounmpo. He he just has a wealth of knowledge and he's excited to to share that with this group of young players. And And here's what he had to say. You know, I think one of the biggest ways I can help this team is just being myself, um, help lead chemistry, um, just pointers. Like you said, I've been in this for a long time. This is number 15 for me. And it's, it's crazy to think about. But, you know, there's so many ways to impact the basketball game, so many ways to impact the team. And um, I've seen a lot, been a part of a lot. So uh, that's, that's what I'm excited to do is just really come out here and be myself. Part of what I took away from, you know, his session with the media 
this afternoon was just how intense he is, um, but in a good way. Uh, it's it's very powerful, and he he commands a lot of attention. And so it'll be interesting to see how that personality kind of works long term. And, you know, Trey Young mentioned when he and Wesley Matthews met up for the first time, one of the first things that Matthews said to him was, I've got your back. And Trey likened him to a former Hawks veteran in, in Solomon Hill. So it'll again, it'll be really interesting to see how all of this stuff shakes out. We're just at the beginning. Again, like I mentioned, training camp, it it kicks off on Tuesday. Uh, the Hawks have their first official practice, so we'll get a chance to see how the competition is shaking out. And here at the Hawks Report, we'll be with you guys right along for for all of it. And we hope that you guys stick with us to get through this training camp, see what some of those exciting lineups are, see how this team gets ready for the season and beyond. Until then, please don't forget to rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe because that's what really helps us to grow this show. I'm Lauren Williams, and thanks for listening to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.